Welcome to my Alcoholic Mother's podcast. This week I'm going to be giving advice. I've been asked why I don't really talk about how I got through things and to generally just give some indications of what to do when you've got an alcoholic in the family. It's quite difficult for me because the help and assistance that is now available, we are some 40 years on, wasn't available at my time. So I had to self-preserve is the best way of putting it, trying to comprehend my mother and trying to get round the situation I was constantly putting. So here's a couple of tips that I'll give you that I personally used. Firstly, when my mother used to just start and she had this sort of key indicator as to when she was going to suddenly turn into Mrs. Nasty, I would eventually learn to walk away from her just go yeah okay um I've got something to do I'll be off and I used to go to my room or if I was allowed out at that point I would go out there was always key indicators with the alcoholic that they're going to turn later on when I had girlfriends that obviously came to visit they would also find the trigger points of my mother suddenly turning into this angry monster they also knew when it was time to actually just go because otherwise it would just in, end up as a full-scale argument. So that's that's one of the key ones that I would say is always try and avoid getting into an argument with an alcoholic. Number two, which fits in quite nicely, is don't argue with the alcoholic. The alcoholic is looking for justification for an argument. My mother was aggressive, she was horrible, and she would literally throw anything that would hurt you to try and get you to argue back. Just don't argue. Just go, oh, okay, and walk away. It it worked 99% of the time, but sometimes when she was in a foul mood, she used to follow me and and start shouting abuse. And she used to give up when I, I walked away and she'd pick on my father or go and do something incredibly outrageous. Don't argue with the alcoholic. Number three, know in your heart, and this is what got me through, This this should be my mantra of everything, it will pass. You will get through it. I learned that at the age of about eight, I would say. It's it's quite interesting because there was something inside me knowing that one day I'd be out of this and I wouldn't have to see that woman ever again. And that kept me going throughout. Even when um, I had mental health issues and I picked up a knife a couple of times, that got me through, knowing full well that life will get better, I will get away from this woman. You will get through it. Number four, don't keep it inside. Now, this is an interesting one because the amount of abuse that I took over the years and I bottled it up inside. And that comes on to my next podcast um, about emotions. Because I bottled up so much anger, hatred, sadness, anything you want to put into that category of negative, and it got to the point where one day it was going to explode. I had no outlet whatsoever. My suggestion is, and my teachings from later on in life, were to write. If you've got no outlet, write. Put it down on paper. You don't have to keep the paper. You can burn it. You can throw it away. You can do whatever you want. Two things. Write it down and either hide it from the alcoholic or burn it. Because that way, the alcoholic has no leverage on you from later on. My mother used to uh, go through my room and search for anything she could use to actually physically and mentally abused me about and the amount of times I used to come home and all my 
personal possessions were rifled through or thrown out or my room had been changed because they decided that they wanted to change my room. The rest of the house was a tip. Mine was the cleanest room in the house. Yet my room always got picked on for them to actually redesign. So write, write it down, get it out. Number five, find something to do, find a hobby. Now this is a quite an interesting one because I had lots of hobbies but my mother then set about destroying them. I wanted to learn to do judo. They refused to take me. They refused to take me on two grounds. One, it cost too much and two, too much effort for them to actually take me to the centre. I was eight, nine at the time. It's something I wanted to do at that particular time, 70s, was Dungeons and Dragons. used to play Dungeons and Dragons. My parents then decided that, no, that was evil. I'm not allowed to play it anymore. And subsequently, anything that to do with that used to get ripped up and destroyed. So again, find yourself something to do. Number six, friends. Friends are key in the whole scenario. I had quite a few friends in the 70s and 80s, but most of them knew that my mother was an alcoholic, but they wanted to know what was going on. And for me, it was an outlet just to have somebody there just to go, oh, she's done this today, or oh, she's in hospital, or oh, she's attacked me father today, just so that I could get another route to get it out of my thoughts and body and my emotional state. It's, it's key to have good friends to rely on. So if you can find somebody that's got an open ear that even if you pop around there for a cup of coffee, just to actually get it out into the open, it make you feel better. Number seven, avoid drink and drugs. I think that speaks for itself. I started drinking sort of late 80s, early 90s and was in the pub every single day, every single night. It just started spiraling out of control, feeling sorry for myself. The more I drank, the more I felt sorry for myself. The more I felt sorry for myself, the more I spent in the pub. And it's a vicious circle. I can see how alcoholics actually get into that cycle. I'm not saying don't drink at all. I occasionally have a a beer when I'm on holiday. But don't go to the excess of every weekend having a glass or a bottle of wine. Just keep it to a minimum just to be social. Occasionally I'll get drunk, but very, very rarely. Because I know that eventually it would turn into my mother there's lots of people out there at the moment particularly on lockdown when this podcast is recorded that are drinking bottles upon bottles of wine every night but what happens when you get out of lockdown is things going to go back to normal are you going to carry on drinking these are what you've actually got to look at long term the more you drink the more you're going to end up towards that alcoholic person just bear that in mind Eight, don't be afraid to talk about it. Again, it comes back to this thing about you can't talk about an alcoholic in your family. I went through the period where no one would believe me, so I shut down and what's the point? That did more damage than me just going, oh, my mother's drunk again, this is what she's done. My friends, as I said before, were key to this because... They always used to ask me how I was feeling, what was going on, how was my mother, what she's done today. And if it wasn't for them, everyone that I told up until that point that actually confronted my parents disappeared off the face of the planet or didn't believe me. It's very difficult when you tell somebody and they don't believe you. Then you feel bad inside. You feel like a liar. So you need to talk about it. Number nine, look after yourself. 
don't forget, it's all about you. It's not about the alcoholic. The alcoholic's got their own issues. You need to look after your own health and the way you look. If you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, your health goes up. And if you're feeling healthy and fit and look good, what's your issue? It, it's this mental spiral of actually being positive about something. So just look after yourself. You need to talk to people. You need to get away from the alcoholic. You need to dress and look good. Then do it. There's nothing stopping you. You have your own destiny. The alcoholic is just there in the background. But they are not going to be your whole life. It will get better. And number 10, classic one for me, seek help wherever possible. Whilst I say that people don't want to know, things have changed. From the time I went through this, there was no help groups. There was no social media. There was nobody at the end of the phone. Didn't talk about it. It didn't happen in the 70s. The alcoholics were everywhere and yet people refused to accept that they existed. They automatically thought they were tramps on benches drinking out of brown paper bags. You need to seek help. Please, please, please go on to Google, type in self-help groups. They will be more than caring. They will sit there for hours and listen to your stories. They will sit there and give you practical advice and they will help you. Please, please, please seek advice. There we go. That's 10 rules that got me through to where I am today. Thank you for listening. Until next time.